Episode nine of Doing It Raw. Doing it raw. <laughs> Doing it raw, baby. Doing um, it raw. If you guys were listening to the pre-show, which I really hope you were, because me and Tyler Schnabel are extreme fans of Muzak, and uh, we had some really, really, really good songs. I think our first song was how do you Boniver? Boniver. Boniver. Our, f- our first Bonivere. song. Boniver. It's it's Bonivere. all you know. Any way you pronounce it, really. 
It's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> as long as you're listening to I the called music. him Bone Iver for a long time. Bone Iver. Bone and I kinda like that. If his name was I actually thought his name at first was Bon Iver. So I always called him Bon Iver. But then my brother, he was like, No, dude, it's Bon Iver. Bon Iver. He's constantly correct. That sounds that's that does sound right. Yeah. What? Bon Iver? That's I think that's it. It sounds like it would be right. Yeah. Um we played a song called Restacks and I, I I've heard that song before, but I'm just now really getting into it and it's I was telling Tyler Schnabel that that song, there's a lot of songs I listen to that kind of make me want to fall in love and make me want to feel like I got a girlfriend. But that song specifically makes me feel like I am in love. Like when I listen to that song, I'm like, I want to go home to my girlfriend after this song. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just really, really lonely is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, uh, and then we had none other than the Beach Boys. Who I saw in concerts last Sunday. Specifically Brian Wilson. Specifically Brian Wilson. If you guys don't know Brian Wilson's story, definitely go check out this movie, Love and Mercy. It's an amazing biopic on his life. Played by the young version. Paul Dano plays the young version of Brian Wilson. Paul Dano's probably one of the best actors of our He's generation. He's amazing, dude. And if you haven't seen him in Swiss Army Man, you guys need... You saw it? You saw it? Yes. That was playing I, I actually at, at, invited you. And you you turned it down. Did I? Yes. When was this? This was a couple weeks ago. <gasps> I don't remember that. It's okay. I must I must not have good, known what it was. I need to see it again because it's that good. Well, this was the, this was the movie that was playing at Sundance while Yoga Hoser was. Right. My movie was yeah. was at Sundance at the same time. Right. It was trending at Sundance because everyone kept calling it the farting quotes well, movie. Well, we also heard that it got bad reviews. People were walking out of it. Yeah, mixed reviews. Yeah, because it's a weird film, dude. But Paul Dano is an incredible it's, man, and so I, I would it. love I would love to watch. But also, anything. Daniel Radcliffe, dude. He I is love, amazing I love in it. I've never seen someone play a dead person like this before. And does he speak? He ends up, yeah. Okay. I don't want to ruin the movie. Okay, yeah, don't so ruin the good. movie. Um, yeah, check out Swiss Army Men. Swiss Army Man. Man, check out Swiss Army Man. And then I believe the third song that we played was Titus Was Born by Young the Giant. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm clipping a lot. Let me turn my mic down a little bit. Um, and that's more of a, that, that was a schnobble pick. Yes. I'm a fan of Young the Giant. They have a new album coming out. And uh, the album... Called Home of the Strange. Four singles now on iTunes. Check it out. And then last, well, nope, second yet, to last. So um, one of my favorite bands ever since I was a young lad, uh, Good Charlotte, are coming out with a new album, produced by none other than John Feldman, who has produced everybody from Five Seconds of Summer, the new Blink One Eighty Two, Andy Black. Um, all these bands you should be checking out. But yeah, Good Charlotte, uh, I think tomorrow their album comes out. I'm actually not sure. Can we look that up? Actually? Yeah, I'll look it up. Um, I, think, I think Good Charlotte's new album comes out tomorrow, but they, uh, they just released a song called Life Can't Get Much Better. And listening to it, you definitely feel like life can't get too much better when you're listening to it. And last but not least, <laughs> we have uh, uh, one of my best friends um, since I, I, I was 12 years old. We uh, met each other filming a movie in Monterey, Mexico. Correct. And uh, his name is Brett Lair. And I'm so bad at introducing. <laughs> welcome to the show, Brett. Yo, yo, yo! Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, welcome to the. Let me, let me speak is, again. Is my mic on? It's perfect. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, welcome to the show, dude. I've been wanting to have you on for a long time. Yeah, I'm excited. And uh, Brett is a very well. Um, I'm such a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm, such, I'm such an idiot. He's a. He, he, I was gonna say you're you're a well-established musician, musician, but you're not quite yet. No, I mean I've been I've been working on my my music basically since I was a, a young kid. I've been I've been songwriting and um, working mostly just acoustic guitar and voice. And then I went to a school 
I was I got really into electronic music, just like I'm sure a lot of people have in this new era of music. And um, I went to a school called Icon Collective. You guys should all check it out. Anyone who wants to produce music on any kind of DAW, Icon Collective, they teach you how to just make your your visions come to life through music. How do you find out about it then? I found out about them through a friend named Hayden Capuzo, which his name his DJ name is Kazo. And um I was doing private lessons from him for a while and he was just like, dude, if you wanna if you wanna take it to the next step, go to this school and they'll they'll show you the right It's like a physical school or Yeah, it's a physical school. It's okay. right here in Burbank. Oh wow. And um they basically it's it's basically an electronic music school. But what I did, since I'm more of a you know pop funk kind of guy, I took these electronic elements and put them into my music just to add the energy and um, yeah, I mean it's 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 a whole it's a whole kind of new sound and electronic music mixed with soul. And, it, uh, it really yeah. is it really is a unique sound and it really thank you. You, you know Halsey right? Yes. You really she she reminds me of the female version of you. Oh, dude, thank uh, you. Because she has a really really unique sound. It's it's dark yeah. and a little poppy, but it definitely have a lot, has a lot of uh, electronic elements. But it's mixed with um, I, I don't even know what to call it. But y- y- your sound is really fucking unique, and and that song, Oceans, Oceans, yep, Ocean, Ocean, that we played for the last song has always been one of my favorites, and I, I would send you videos of me singing it yeah. in my car, and, um, but uh, so wait, yeah. so I, when I was young, I, when I first started dabbling in like electronic music, I downloaded this thing called Fruity Loops. Oh yeah, absolutely, FL Studio. S- yes, <laughs> so addicted to yeah. Fruity Loops, I'd just be up in my room making these beats constantly. Yeah. And I have them all on my computer still, and they're but they're just like the dumbest beats. <laughs> gonna You're always gonna to start off. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. It's gonna, yeah, you gotta start somewhere. I mean, mostly for the per- first two years of my music career, I mean, I made a bunch of bad songs, and that's kind of what you have to do with a- anything, any kind of art. You make a bunch of bad art in the beginning, and just hope that it's gonna keep getting better. And then, right. the more you work on it, the better it does get. And um, the more my stories, I mean, I, I was going from. You know, just thinking of little things to write about, but to, you know, really getting full stories for my life and, like, um, really being in-depth about telling a good story through my music, and that's the most important thing that I feel like I do. Cool. Yeah. That's great. How is the, uh, how has, like, the software evolved since Fruity Loops? Because that was the only time I ever used software like that. Well, Fruity Loops is very interesting because it's basically like a grid. So you're basically, like, putting in drum drum um, hits right. or things just through a little like button mm-hmm. and it's like a, a basically a drum sequence and it goes through but with with Ableton and uh, Logic it's more in depth like you ha- I, I do a lot of live playing through guitar and piano and it's just it's more of a practical program for um, to do anything I mean Fruity Loops is very beat based sure. like if you want to make like trap music or any kind of just more more instrumental uh, driven music Fruity Loops is the way to go Sure, um, sure, sure. But you know, if you're writing songs, Logic, Ableton, all the way. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah I've been I've been working on Logic, um, <clears throat> and uh, mostly I I just do like two guitars acoustically, and then lay down some vocals, yeah. and then I, every now and then I'll mess around with with uh, like electronic shit through my keyboard, and, and but that's that was through Pro Tools. Pro Tools is really fucking hard. Yeah, to, it's more of like a pr- producer thing for right? sure like like producers really get into it and, and if you're in a professional studio recording a vocal most of the en- engineers are going to be using pro tools right. it's just what they no. what they learned uh, so, so it's just what they learned it's not yeah it's, it's, not, what, it's not like it's better or no i mean honestly you might get a better quality vocal out of a pro tool session just because of the algorithmic 
sequences they have in it. So like sometimes you'll get a better compressor or whatever inside of Pro Tools. But really that stuff, in my opinion, doesn't really matter. As long as you're making uh, good quality uh, all the way through your songwriting, good quality chords and vocals. I mean, the song is going to be the same no matter what program you do it on. I mean, your sound like the best quality I've ever heard. Oh, so. thank you, thank yeah, you. Of course, dude. I fucking love it. took it. me a long time to to get it down, but thanks. Yeah, and that just goes to show that um, things take time, everybody. That's if you true. want to uh, pursue something, you can't, it's not, it's not always an overnight thing, you know? Like with this podcast, we're still finessing it. Oh, absolutely. Like the first episode compared to now, I think, uh, I think we've grown. I really am enjoying the pre-show. I do like the pre-show a lot. I think that's a really... When did we think of that? When did we... I think it was like the second episode or something, or second or third. I, I don't know. Let's turn to the fans. Hey, guys, how long have we been doing pre-show for? Uh, because I think it's... I just like... I feel like it builds up the energy for the audience members. We get to express ourselves through music. And I think it's cool how we're bringing on these guests and we throw in one of their songs in the pre-show. So dope. I think it's so cool. I love it. I love what you guys are doing. It's so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, all, thanks, all man. About, all about music. And, and um, speaking of music... Uh, Talk a little closer to the mic, brother. Me? Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> well, why? It's why? different today. What's different? Oh, yeah. yeah vibe. We, we, we have a lot of things to discuss. One being, this is our first podcast completely sober. Yeah. It is. Every one of us. That's um, right. And we're actually all three doing a little detox from booze and... The devil's lettuce, <laughs> marijuana. Um, yeah, we've. Uh, I, I think. Um, I think all of us like to dabble in, in kind of everything. I, I, I noticed that I was uh, not drinking heavily, but I was drinking a lot more than I, I, I would have liked, and I wasn't concerning myself. But I was definitely. I, I, I had the thought a bunch of times, like, "Fuck, I shouldn't be drinking so much right now," and then I would have a shot right. <laughs> or a beer. Um, and then weed has always been this taboo thing for me ever since I started when I was a kid. I mean, I was like fifteen, I think, when I started. And then didn't really get into it like until I was probably around seventeen, and then you know it's just kind of been a daily thing from from then on. Same thing for you. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I've always I mean I remember when I first started that I I I would go back and forth. I'd be like, okay, okay, I think it's time to quit, and I would take a little break, and then I wouldn't feel right. And it's just always I kind of always blame weed for anything bad in my life. And I do these I do these phases where where I go through kind of like a uh, maybe like a little depressed state and and I realize or I, at least I think I, I can I can owe it to weed and I feel like weed kind of just heightens everything. So if I'm if I'm feeling shitty, I shouldn't smoke weed because it just kind of brings me even shittier into a yeah. shittier place. Right. Um, and I've noticed. Let's see, we're on day six. Six. We're on day six today. Did you guys start Monday? Woo! Sweaty. Sorry. Yeah, we started start, on Monday. I started on Monday too. Oh, yeah. good, 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 yeah. good, good. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, because uh, I went to the Brian Wilson show and just got really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I felt great there. Let me tell you what. Yeah. Um, but for me, I was just vacationing and traveling a lot, and I felt like I was drinking every day. Yeah. And I just wanted a. I just wanted a break. You know what I mean? I felt like I stopped going to the gym every morning, and I just felt lazy. And I'm like, maybe it's because of these habits. Yeah. And I just wanted to get back into the natural rhythm of waking up early naturally, going to the gym, and just feeling good. You know yeah. what I mean? And I mean, if you want to make a change in your life, or you want things to be differently, if you're feeling like you're in a down state, I mean, you have to make a change. Yeah. I mean, something has to change for you to yeah, follow that come, out of this, come out of this hole you're in. So, I mean, me and Ty, 
I mean, in Chernobyl, we've been we've been smoking probably for years now, right. and like we just needed to change. We needed to feel how it how it is to just be alive, alert, it, yeah, exactly. alert, yeah. And like I was telling Tyler, I mean, I, f- I really feel like my third eye has opened in this, in this experience. Like I feel more spiritual and just more one with the world. I, I have like a more three hundred and sixty degree view on things instead of just like forward blinders. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel it's it's been really really great. It really has, yeah. As, yeah. Much, as much fun as as you know as weed is and alcohol. Uh, <sighs> It messes with you big time, yeah. and I think I think especially for me because I, I kind of use it as a way of um, of coping with things a lot, and right. and almost to numb myself, and uh, and you know that's that's normal with everybody. So if there's anybody out there that that likes to partake in, in some weed, and 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 you you're feeling a little weird about it, and not quite in the right headspace, and maybe it gets you down, and you overthink a lot, which weed already does in general. You kind of get into like a weird over overthinking paranoid place in your head. Um, take a little break. We're on day six, and I feel fucking incredible. Yeah, I, I really do. Been working out. But I, yeah, I worked out today, and I'm still really sweaty and stinky yeah. from. What's it. your workout regime? Uh, it's different every time. So right now, I'm I'm with this uh, trainer named Eddie Jackson, and he's a bo- Well, he's UFC, but he started in boxing. Is he the guy that I met at the top of uh, Griffith Park with on his motorcycle? Yeah. We like met at Griffith, and this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, yeah we're running yeah. with him. Yeah. Same guy. Right. Yeah. Same guy. Same he's guy. jacked. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, and well, we're being like, he's damn, a, I want to train with this guy. He's a, he's a professional <laughs> MMA fighter, UFC. That's crazy. Um, he fights in Bellator and, and and all that shit, and he's he's won. And he Joe Rogan nicknamed him Ambien because he puts people to sleep. Mm. So Joe Rogan knows this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Joe Rogan is the head of not the head, but he's basically the face of UFC. Yeah, the face and the voice. Face voice of UFC. Um, and uh, and he's also a fighter himself. I don't know if he ever. I don't think he ever fights professionally, but yeah. I know he trains. And so he pretty much knows the ins and outs, and Eddie is pretty prevalent in, in that industry. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, so I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not taking the, the training, profe- like, professionally, like, seriously. I'm just training to get in shape. I have no, I have no intentions to actually fight anybody. Right. Um, but my regiment is I go, I go in. Uh, I do my little warm ups, which are pretty fucking gnarly. <clears throat> they're not actually they're not that bad, but it, it gets you winded. I'm already I'm already sweating like crazy after after my warm ups. You still are. I'm still I still am. <laughs> or maybe it's just because your AC is not working in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. It's really hot in here. No, it's gorgeous. And I'm just like stinking myself up. Can we just all take our shirts off like you? If you want, I'm going. I'm doing it. Yeah, done. Well, last now, remember remember now the shirtless podcast. Remember the second you. episode? I was sick. Yes. And I was shirtless. And you sh- have very nice nipples, Schnabel. You do, don't you? Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So do you. I do like my my nips. I really do like. I don't. Them. I don't have nipples per se. Mine are just real flat and kind of. Uh, you you could, got you some couldn't, you couldn't hair pierce, on those. Nips. You couldn't pierce my nipples. You, you know, I don't. I don't have the the uh, extended little bit at the end. Well, what do you call the outside areola? Well, that's I consider that the nipple too. Right, but all the dark part I consider the nipple. <laughs> well, yeah, it is, but but you know what I mean. Little, you could the little pierce. pointy part. No. Yeah, that yeah. is the nipple. You couldn't you couldn't pierce it. I, I don't have one either. Mine are really small. No, my nipples are officially hard. You too. I don't because I've been playing with them. I don't like. Do you guys like? Hey, everyone food? listening, take off your shirts. Yes, yeah, sol- solidarity. Party. Yes, solidarity. Take off your shirts. But if you're in public, maybe not. Maybe not a good idea. But fuck it, do it anyway. Yeah, fuck it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, let's see. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, it's really nice. It's really nice being this clear-headed, and and but at the same time. 
I've 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 come to realize it's a little I'm a little nervous doing this podcast. Well, it's different it's because different. alcohol takes the edge off. It takes yeah. the edge off. It's it's we're able to digress more and you and know really you're not it's see, the the biggest difference between alcohol and, and marijuana for me is that with alcohol I'm not in my head. I'm just I just do it. Yeah. And yeah. with weed, I'm just so in my yeah, head. Yeah, of course. So with alcohol, with a show like this, you're just more free flowy with what you have to say. Right. Yeah. And, and it's so, it's so in my position, it's so difficult for me to, when to figure out when to stop because I have a career. I'm making money. I'm not like some slack job that's like doing nothing with his life and, right. and, and just smoking weed all day. So it's a really confusing situation. You know, it's, it's like, when do, when do I stop? Well, but, but I think you're, you know, your gut tells you it's like, okay, I, I need to take a little break. Yeah. So if anyone out there is struggling with a little bit of weed, a little too much weed, um, then try taking a break. We're six days in. Um, we have a lot of projects that are keeping us preoccupied. We're working out. I'm reading. I just finished a book. I'm about to start another one. Yeah, reading for you has been really important. Reading has been, like. I, it's been uh, instrumental in me just like kind of taking my mind off weed. Yeah. And, and, I, and I just, I love it. I've always, one of the things that, I, that made me want to quit was, there was I saw there were two versions of me. There was the guy that was looking down on the pothead and saying, What are you doing with your life? You know, and there was the pothead version. And that person that I want to be that was that was basically talking down to the pothead version, I want to be that guy. And he's like this reader, he's this smart dude and getting shit done. And uh, and I and I, I am that. I am that person. But uh, sometimes I just get a little too stoned and, and, and motivation dies a little bit and then I get depressed and but that's life, baby. Is it easy to read when you're stoned? I usually try not to get stoned when I read. Because I, I can read, barely I, read as it is retain, when I'm sober. I can't retain any, anything. <laughs> there, there's a couple of books that I can read stoned. Um, but if they're really deep and kind of uh, complicated, I, it's impossible to re- retain any information. Right, right. So uh, so usually when I'm reading, even if I am in a smoking phase, I will I will wait to, to finish reading before. Nice. Before you I know, weed is a really – it's it's – it's a it's a really good thing if you use it right. right. I mean, there's Absolutely. a lot of there's a lot of people that benefit from it, but you know, if you use it every day, you it, it doesn't become an event anymore. It's just like an everyday thing, and it's it's not exciting. Like I, if you make weed something like you wait once a week to do it, then it's then it's like an it's an event, and you can like have fun, it's and it's not yeah. like a downer on you. You're not feel like you're abusing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think we were abusing it. Yeah. No. That, no doubt. I think no that's doubt. What it is, so. You know, it's nice being open about this shit. You know, I think yeah. kids need to hear it. I think any, if anyone else is, is dealing with that kind of thing, you're not alone, you know? Take a little break. Why not? But there's one thing I have noticed. Uh, I, every now and then when I pick up my guitar or when I drum, I, I don't know if it's if it's because I don't feel like I'm into it as much, but I feel like I'm worse. Dude, I feel I'm, like a worse musician. I am with you 100%. I mean, I'm kind of stressed. you're sober? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's really weird. I, I haven't been able to work on music at all this week. It's I mean, pretty bizarre. I, I feel like I'm. it's in my head telling me that I'm not as good, but... My creative spark for music is just not there sometimes, but I think I have to relearn to yes. be creative with my music sober. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm going through right now. Right. Um, but uh, but we've got a lot of shit to talk about, including we're gonna play some of your two of your songs. Yeah. That uh, that these kids haven't heard yet. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. <clears throat> Let's see. What are what else are the <laughs> one of our topics of discussion is uh, Harry Potter book eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me tell Thank you why I added that to yeah, the why, list. Yeah, why did okay? you put it in there? Okay, because I was driving to your house and I looked up and I saw I saw a big billboard and it said uh, book eight is now out. Oh, Harry Potter, out. and I'm like, what? I thought they were done. I literally thought they yeah. were done. Right. And then I saw another billboard on the other side of the road two minutes after, and I'm like, what the hell's got? This is this news. This has got to be news if there's all these billboards of Harry Potter, but... Does that mean they're making another movie? Does that mean they're making... I already thought they were doing a prequel. 
Harry Potter. A prequel? Yeah, like something with uh, Eddie Redmayne playing a character, and it's like a Harry Potter prequel. Prequel? Before the Potter? I'm thing? the worst person to ask, because no, when not. it comes to Harry Potter... Yeah, but I've you've been to the seen, Wizarding World of... Yes, because my girlfriend had free tickets, uh. <laughs> and we had a blast. However, I've only seen the first movie, and I read the first book, and that was it. Yeah. And people... Give me weird looks. When I've, 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 uh, when I was younger, I watched, I think, one through three, and they, they were, they were pretty cool, man. Those Harry Potter movies get dark. I like, definitely want to watch them. I want to just do like a movie, uh, what do you call it? Like a, uh, marathon. Marathon. Thanks, man. Yeah. Glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause my I friend just did like going. a Harry Potter marathon, marathon, and I think it'd be fun. They're yeah. dark. They definitely get really dark. Mm. It's fun. It's cool. And it's nice to watch Daniel grow up from a little boy to a man. Right. Well, so that's Harry Potter, everybody. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, Harry Potter 8, I guess, is coming out. Or it's, it's out already? I don't know. I just saw it. Something like that. Um, we've also... So, Schnabel... Did we talk about this last time, the Sam and Maddie movie? I think we talked about that I was going to... The premiere was coming up. So they know what, what Sam and Maddie zombie apocalypse yeah, is. Yeah, Spring break zombie apocalypse. Spring, spring break zombie massacre. Zombie massacre. Yeah. Do you know what this is, Brett? Nope, never heard of it. So, he, go for it. Okay, so... Spring Break, just to catch you up, yeah. uh, I backed a project on Kickstarter in 2014, and it was a, it was a project um, by these two kids with Down Syndrome, best friends, mm. and they wanted to make their own movie. And they raised about $70,000 on Kickstarter. They wrote a movie, shot a movie. We just, had a pre- we just had a premiere in Rhode Island a couple weeks ago, and they literally were just featured on Conan O'Brien on Thursday. And so wow. this movie is just getting a ton of buzz right now, and there's some big festivals uh, coming up that they're going to be attending. And it's just super but they're, they're exciting. T- they're, two, they're two kids with, I mean, would you say they have severe Down syndrome? No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that okay, at all. Okay, okay. Um, these kids are, uh, I can't remember the term. It's like high-functioning. You okay, know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Regardless, though. You know, yeah. No, I mean, these guys, whenever I hang out with them, I feel like I'm hanging out with my friends. Cool. Uh, oh, that's cool. They have this... They have this love and energy about them and this passion that just just exudes from them when they're together and it's infectious. And when I'm around them, I just feel I feel happy and I I feel like a kid and um, there's just so much there's so much great things happening because of these two kids right now. Did they act in this movie as well? Yeah, they star in it. Oh wow. Yeah, they really is. Yeah. That is it's, so cool. It's really, really cool. Um, and the movie is absolutely insane yeah it's I'm, insane it's just like i i, I don't want to give anything away but it is the craziest coolest funniest zombie movie i've ever seen you you compared the likeness of it i mean i don't think content wise but you compared it to napoleon dynamite kind of thing when uh just 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 in i, I don't know why what, what were you do you remember that i don't remember comparing it oh. to napoleon dynamite at all moving on <laughs> Moving on. So, it could have been something else that I was uh, uh, comparing it to. So when you work out, you're obviously really hungry. <laughs> and uh, when when I get hungry, I go to Hugo's Tacos. Okay. I'm just doing a little plug. Oh, do it. Yeah, go ahead. There's a taco place right down the street from me called Hugo's Tacos. Hey, man, you took, a, this, you took this segue over. Go for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm ready it. for it. Oh, okay. That was really it. But they were really good, weren't they? They were great. Schnabel were great. Had, had an El Pastor taco. I had Ooh. two of them, and I had three chickens, so I had five tacos. Was that a Pastor cut off the, uh, off the, like, the big Pastor block? I don't know. I don't right even, there under the oh. table if you I didn't even. Eat so that's the only way to do it. I didn't even know what El Pastor was. Oh. I, I had to look oh. it up. What? I had to look it up. That is the best. It was fucking great. It's pork. Yeah. Correct? 
Yeah, yeah I believe so. Yeah. Wow, I smell so bad. No, but I I, I kind of want to bottle it up and take it with me. Really? I could sell it on eBay for at least seven bucks, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. At, ladies and gentlemen, at least seven. At Tyler least. Posey's scent, yeah. bottled up. That should would we, be. Would we split uh, commission or? Yeah, we could split commission. I'll take twenty forty. Okay, cool. Wait. <laughs> I, I, that's not a right percent. I, I, I personally would not want your scent right now on me. It's Usually bad. you smell really good. Well, I just haven't showered since this workout, yeah. and it was a good one. I sweat a lot, and it's really hot in this house right you now. You know I don't sweat. You don't sweat at all? I don't. When I go running... You're like a dog. I'm dry. Do you Wait. sweat out of your mouth? Is this, is this real? It's real, dude. Is this real? I you don't really, sweat from I, your I, armpits? Barely. You got to come do this workout with me. Barely. You know when people work out and their shirt gets wet and they have like, and they're like just dripping on their face and it looks like someone just took a squirt bottle? Yeah, not me. I look like I'm dry. So, (laughs) (laughs) Schnabel is the perfect workout uh, mate because he will never get smelly. Yeah. And, um, perfect boyfriend. But yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, that is very, that's very cool. (laughs) <laughs> That's great. I mean, I, you're like a, you're literally like a dog, like a model. Dogs don't sweat. They sweat out of their tongues or some shit like that. I don't sweat out of my tongue. Yes, you do. I've seen it. I see it right now. <laughs> Dogs sweat from their tongues. Well, you know how they pant. <laughs> they go. Like, they go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't sweat. You know, they don't have any sweat glands so when on they their drool, body. When they're hot and they're drooling, that's their sweat. I don't know about I, that. I think that's their saliva. I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I could be very, very. I don't know, but fuck it. We'll just say dogs sweat from their tongues. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new fact. We just we just yep. wrote it. Yep. Uh, you heard it here first, eyeballs. folks. Dogs sweat from their buttholes. Wait, did, did someone just call me Schnobble the dog? All right, I'll take it. That's the new. That's the new thing. All right. That's your new. Uh, your new nickname. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if I like doing the show sober. It's just just not used to it, man. Maybe I'm just not used to it. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not used to it. Because at the end of the day, like usually when we do this, here's the thing. I feel like we're more aware of. The audience. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when before it's like we had a couple of drinks in us and we're just like, yeah, let's just have fun. You yeah, know I mean? of course, of course. Okay, so we're gonna be taking some fan questions and maybe some calls a little bit later. But first, we are going to play uh, a couple songs by Mr. Brett Lair. Yo, yo, yo. Um, and song your, would you your, like to play first? your Twitter handle is is at it's i t s x. One T, spell out one. I tweeted it from the Raw Podcast Twitter handle. Um, and, uh, and then we'll start getting into some other stuff. But let's, yeah, let's so talk about these what songs. songs. So we have, we, I say we play, um, we, we should play Backroom. Cool. First. Yeah, let's, let's save. Let's save uh, and um, yeah, Backroom's a kind of like funky trap song that I made. Um, it's about going to some kind of strip club or some kind of like gentleman's club and finding this girl that you think is really cute or hot and you, you vibe with and you, you know, take her to the back room and have some fun with. Nice. But yeah. This one is so fucking fun to play live too. It's like, cause I have my, I have my drummer that comes in and plays live with me and like this, this song just goes off so And And does, does your guitarist play to this song too? Yeah, he does play to this song when he, Who, he who's the guitarist for Andy Black, right? Josh Jar Music. Yes, at Josh Jar Music. He's the fucking he's one of my best friends and he's so talented. He's a, a yeah, Andy Black's guitar player and he plays on most of my music. He'll be featured on both these songs that you hear today. And um yeah, this is just a groovy funk song and I hope you guys dance to it. Okay, cool. Dance away, my friend. So you can get naked go. too when you hear it. Too. Back room. Like us. That's Bon Iver. There you go. <laughs> Let's 
I'ma take you to the back room I caught you on the corner You were smoking with your eyes closed Make me wanna know ya No need to tell me value You can be my boss girl I can be your main love We can be a starter I hope you guys dug that. That was dope. Thank you, bro. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, comments from the fans saying, fuck yeah, we dig this shit. Someone talking about listening to it driving in their car. Yeah. I could totally see that. That's the fucking main thing I want to do, dudes. I mean, like, uh, I I live with a bunch of EDM guys, DJs that make really hard trap crazy music that you mostly hear at the club. Do you want want to mention who they are? Yeah. I mean, I I live with Nightmare, who is uh, one of the most talented producers I know. Also, Slander. Um, two guys, Scott and Derek, who I, um, just they're just great. And Ma- they just Ma- had sold out shows at the Palladium in yeah. Hollywood. They they played EDC this year. They play all the big festivals. And then I also live with Jay Lewis, who is a selection artist. Um, and he played at BET. Yeah, the he BET played, Awards. He is Bryson Tiller. He's Bryson Tiller's producer and DJ. Travels the world with him. Wow. And so I, li- I basically live in like this cesspool of uh, awesome musicians. So I'm inspired every day by them. But um, yeah, my, my music is is for people to listen to the car and vibe to, you know. I dig it. Yeah, I, and that's what I, I do. Really liked in that song was the part that was like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So any of the music heads that are out there that want to learn how to make a cool little wobble sound like that, I mean, that's basically like eight different guitars layered from Josh Jar music, all kind of like having the same harmonic tones. They they all work together, all eight guitars. 
but there's a thing called an auto filter inside of um, inside of Ableton. I say I take all eight guitars and put them through one filter, so they're all moving together. In this, I don't know. Does that explain it Whoa. well? So basically, you have eight guitars, and they're all doing different things, but you do a filter that shapes them all, so they all are shaping the same way. So it's but that might be like it's eight guitars doing different things. Wow. So it's basically, it's, you know. It and it doesn't sound like eight guitars. It sounds right. like one sound. Right, exactly. That's that's totally something that people, when they hear this song, they're like, what is that? Yeah, I'm like, it's just guitar. And they're like, what? It sounds like a synth. But actually, it's just it guitar with an auto filter on it and uh, makes and it sound a, like a cool little synth. Is that a technique that you learned through your school? Yeah. Uh, I mean, auto filter is, yes. I, I, le I learned all my techniques through my school, but a lot of it is just experimentation. Right. Like I said, failing a bunch of times, you know, trying things that don't work, and then finally figuring out how something works, and you make something cool out of it. I fucking dig it. Thanks, brother. One thing I love about you is that uh, you're nonstop. We're nonstop, yeah. you know, no matter what we're doing. And uh, we actually have... Um, we have a... The last the last couple nights, Wednesday night and Thursday night, we were filming our first legit short. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I'm gonna start leaking some pictures to all the fans, but uh, I directed a short and I filmed it. And this one, um, we we filmed a couple before, but they were more experimental kind of practice runs. And this one is a legit comedy short, and I don't want to get too too big into the details just yet. But it stars Brett Lair, Jeremy Uris, and John. What the fuck is his last name? John John Ali is Ali. his stage name. Yeah, his stage name. Yeah, but, but his name is John Keller. Are you sure it's Keller? Yes, his real he, last he, name is Keller. He told me his last name wasn't Keller. He introduced himself to me as John Keller. John Keller is his real name. John Ali is the name that is his that what it is? agent okay. told him to go by. But he's a really good friend of ours, and we've kind of created this tight knit tight-knit uh, filming crew. And, and I've, I've realized over the years, as much as I like acting, I like the whole process of filmmaking um, more. I, I, that's not true. That's not true. I don't like one thing better than the other. You but like the whole process. It's the process from inception of idea to finish. Product. Exactly, yeah. And as an actor, I don't feel satisfied or fulfilled. You know, I, I, want, I, I want to express my ideas and have creative output and... So literally, just like this podcast, uh, just fucking do it. Yeah. And that's what we did. I got camera, I got equipment and lenses, and then we've since grown. Like when we first did our shoot, we barely had anything. I just had lenses and a couple of lights. Now we have, you know, we're, we're working our way to a full on to a full on crew. But yeah. now I think we've got we've acquired I think five or six dudes and a girl. And this was our first short that we had that we actually had a not a casting session, but we cast a a, a girl for yeah. it. Yeah. And. And it, it turned out so much better than I, th I, I, I knew. I knew it was going to be great because I, I, I've, I work with everybody and like everybody that we did the, the short with. And, yeah. the, and the coolest part about it is that you guys are all my best friends. Yeah, that's the best part about this. And, sure. and I really foresee the future of, of these things being kind of like a, um, you know, an Adam Sandler vibe. You know how he just right. he works with with the same group Seth over Rogan's and over the again. Same way. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and Broken Coen Lizard, Brothers, like, Coen Brothers. So many. It's it's like. You find your group of people that you like working with, and it's like, why wouldn't you want to work with those people? It right? just makes sense. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people feel that way. I do. I think, I think people do feel that way in the industry. Yeah. I think it's like you surround yourself with people you like working with, and those are the projects that you end up working on. Right, right. I, I haven't met too many people that I, want to do I, that, though. But I think that there are a ton of people have to work on these jobs just to make a buck. Right. And these jobs oh, to them course. aren't important. There's no passion behind it. Yeah. So obviously you do have that whole percentage of people in the industry. Um, but I think the end goal 
for everybody is to work with people. Exactly. That you That's like. why we're so lucky. I mean, we're so young and we have this team and there's just so much love while we work. Yeah. I mean, everyone is on each other's side and like we're just pushing for the best. We're 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 pushing for greatness in everybody and so even like we had one guy Rolando who just came and was part of the crew, but I mean, he busted his ass, yeah, and he, he was, was so loving and so generous and caring. And, and I, I met Roland. There's a, a bar right down the street from me, and I met. He's a bartender, and I, I, I it's kind of my hangout spot. And over the years, I've gotten really close with him just because he's there all the time, and we've exchanged numbers and hang out and and shoot the shit for for hours. And uh, he expressed to me that he he he's an aspiring actor and filmmaker, and so I was like, fuck it, let's. C- come on, come on board with us, and he totally proved himself to us this this week, and is officially a part of our crew. And I can't wait to start. Like, so he wasn't acting in this; he was just kind of helping out with the crew and and slating and lighting. And he was basically me and him that were the crew, and then John, Brett, and Jeremy were the actors. So we've got this really good short coming out. We're we're working on the editing right now, and then I'm gonna start leaking some pictures and some back behind the scenes stuff. But we had a really good time, didn't we? We had a great, great fucking time. And sober the entire time. Sober the entire time. I've never shot anything sober, like that sober, in my entire life since I was a child. How did it feel? Dude, so, so good. I mean, I was... It was just less in my head about it. I was just able to, like, really lose Brett and really become the character. And the character's very, like... uh, He's got this nervous energy the entire time because... Don't give it away. Okay, I'm not going to give it away. But he's, he, he's, he's stressed out basically the whole time having a freak out. So it was cool to, to just become that guy and, um, you know, not be the stoned Brett, you know, and just become a character and act. And that's honestly the way I, I see myself doing it from now on. Yeah, for, and it, it was good for me too, you know, as a, from a director and camera standpoint. Yeah. I was really able to hone in on my vision and, and it was just easier for me to see the final product while we were shooting it, you know. And so I... It, it, being sober for it helped me immensely with with filming and directing and, and, and being able to seek out my vision. You know what I mean? Totally. Brett, you are focusing on music and film. Would you, are they, is one a hobby and one a passion? Are they both passions? Do you, do you want to pursue one over the other? Or are you just kind of finding like which one goes you first? Know, they both, they're both such an important part of my life because if I didn't have one without the other, I don't think it would work. Because um, acting is very acting has been my job since I've been you know six years old, but as you become an adult, you go through these times where you're not getting work because you're in this in between stage. You're not old enough. You're not young enough. And so music helped me get my mind off the fact that I wasn't booking. So because I, because I like to be creative every day, and acting and making films is a very collaborative process. So it's hard to to get that whole vision and be creative from a film without having the people around. With music, I'm able to just plug in into my computer and with my instruments and just be creative solely on my own and give out a product that I'm happy with and, and I can do it on my own time. So without that music, I would be stressed out about acting all the time and you know, wondering where, where's my next job, where's this? But you know, with music, I'm able to like sit back, okay, I have these two lanes. Both, I, I, my, my dream is to is to make make a difference in people through my film and my music. I mean, I just want to have a positive message through both. And I, like I said, they're both so, just as important as the other. And um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but I think you you touched an important point, and that is when you're not working, you should always be working on something else, self-producing. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Because it doesn't matter. Stay in your head. Right. Just be in your head the entire time. And it doesn't matter what it is. Like I, I kind of 
started this weird, uh, fa- had this weird fascination with making emoji art. Yeah. And I just am making pictures out of emojis, and it's like a mosaic, but it's really fun, and I enjoy it. And it's like it's like a way of creative expression, and, and you know, I'm not getting paid to do it, but I'm I'm putting something out right. there. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and and it feels good than just sitting around you know, wondering when the next gig is going to come. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. I mean, e- even from my standpoint, you know, I have a pretty stable job and on Teen Wolf, and um, but at the same time, we're on hiatus, and so I, I'm just like, I got to fucking do something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, as a creative person, all, like all three of us, we, I think we just need a creative outlet no matter what it is. Because yeah. I mean, even for me, I fucking love drawing. I love I love creating. I didn't know you like drawing. Every now and then, yeah. yeah. I've never seen yeah. you draw. I draw a lot of. Uh, it's only when I when I'm when I'm thinking about like logos for my band, or or I only draw like logos, or or usually when I'm when I'm in my band phase or music stage, I really want to kind of create a logo. I guess yeah. I don't know. I used, to, I used to draw tattoos. Um, I have a tattoo machine. Do you want me to give you a tattoo I'm, on the, I, on the I, last episode? I eventually, I will. I will want one. Let me. <laughs> let me give you one. You know, Sam and Maddie have tattoos. No, they don't. The guys from the movie. Yeah, they got these. Their slogan of their film. I is, saw is that. Rock that's on a go real, wild. That's a real tattoo they and got. They have rock on go wild on their arms. Yeah, that's great. It's Wait, awesome. isn't one of them seventeen? Uh, they're actually. So I worked with them when they were seventeen and eighteen. I realize it's two years later, so now they're both twenty. That was two years ago. Yeah. Holy shit! Well, the Kickstarter was two years ago. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow. My God! So that's what I'm saying. I mean, film is a long process long. that it could stress you the fuck out if you have nothing else to think about. Yeah. So if you do have that other creative outlet, I mean, really push for it because it'll help you with the, your passion project or your the one that you want to make money on. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Film does take a while. I actually just um, so uh, I don't even how long ago. I don't know. I don't know how long ago, but I I did a uh, short film with Tom DeLonge, founding member of Blink One Eighty Two, and just yesterday was the first thing I've seen of it, and I was doing an ADR session. And an ADR means um, when, you're, when you're filming and you're mic'd up and you have a line and the mic doesn't really catch the line or, or maybe there's some outside noise like a car driving by and an airplane goes by and the, the audio take is unusable, we go back in a studio, watch the clip, and try to match my voice to my mouth. And, and that's, how hard is that? Not hard. I'm, I'm, I am so fucking good at ADR. Cool. I'm great. I, I mean, I've been doing this since I was like eight years old on the TV show. Do you do voiceover, Schnabel? I actually am. I, I am about to audit a voiceover class at Gray Studios Good. with Jeff. Yeah. I can't remember his last name. Oh, Jeff. Um, I think he goes to D- DPN. Yeah. Does he not go to DPN? Is he not with DPN? He's, he's not uh, Danis, right? No, no, not Jeff Danis. Is he bald? No. Or no. He has short oh. hair. Well, what I was going to say, because I also do voiceover as well, animation and uh, commercial stuff, and like you have such a good fucking voice. I mean, you need to... I, I really want to get into it. Like, well, really we should bad. record a voiceover demo like soon. Hell yeah. In the studio. Okay, just ha- cool. have it, and you could start submitting it, and I could submit it to DPN. And oh, we could, I would love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, we've got some good connections. Over demo at your place? Yeah, well, at the studio. Oh, okay. At, yeah, I have a studio oh, nice. right down the street. Yes, I'm yeah. down. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, you totally should, man. I'm surprised... I know it took a really long time. We haven't really for me thought about this before. Voiceover, but I just, yeah, I really want to do it. Dude, Dude, your voice is really good. You for will it. book, for yeah. sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think so, yeah. man. Awesome. I never thought about that before. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got a few more things to talk about before this thing ends up, but we're gonna do play do what fan calls? Not yet. We're yeah. gonna do one more song from Brett. Okay, right. And this is another one of my favorites of yours. Yeah. I fucking love this song. Yeah, this one's called All I Wanted. Oh God. And this one is. 
I wouldn't think I would ever tell this to the general public, but this one's actually about a girl who I dated many, many years ago. And it's just that feeling of like when I was with a girl and you feel like, you know, she's that one love that I could have the rest of my life. And um, she ended up leaving me. And but w which was great because it inspired me to start making, you know, my music and really going forward with my creative process. But um, yeah, this song is about that first love that you have where you think it's the one. And um, we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. I mean, this is and this I've is been this there. is that story. Yeah. All I wanted. I hope you guys enjoy it. All I wanted by Brett Lair. One T. One T. No. 